Welcome back, everybody. This is the 182nd episode of Classroom Brew. I feel like I haven't introduced an episode number in a while, and uh, it, it kind of got on top of me there, and now we're at 182. But uh, for this one, uh, we've actually got a special guest, but I want to give a big shout out to our Patreon members. Uh, so if you are uh, looking to support the show or looking for some podcast merch, head on over to patreon.com slash classroombrew. No, it's not an OnlyFans. It's just a Patreon. So if you want to get any bonus content, it's all clean fun, aside from the explicit podcast nature. Uh, that's patreon.com slash classroombrew. Uh, for this one, uh, we've had a few solo episodes. 2021's been starting off kind of weird, a little bit different. Uh, we're introducing new segments or bringing back old segments. But for this one, we've got another guest. So I want to introduce you guys to Alex. Alex, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, Alex, Mr. C., uh, aka the host of another podcast, First Gen Teacher Lens. You can catch me on uh, or follow me on Instagram or any of the podcast streaming uh, kind of platforms. Right on, right on. So we actually just finished up a, an episode for, for your podcast earlier. So and I think that comes out the same week as this one. Uh, so definitely check out First Year Teacher Lens, uh, Lens if you want to. We talked about everything from online learning to uh, accountability for students and for staff and and all that all that good stuff. So make sure you. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, go check out Mr. C uh, slash Alex's podcast. I promise I won't call you Mr. C slash Alex the entire time. But <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, so you just started your podcast. How's, how's that been going out of the gate? Because you're, you're doing it out of New York City too. So you've got a, probably a yeah. lot of similar experiences. So um, yeah, I started, I want to say in the summer, uh, I was really alone in terms of like, like I, sure, I had coworkers, you know, that I could like, uh, you know, vibe with and like talk about like what's going on. Mm -hmm. But in terms of all alone, like when, uh, you know, the pandemic hit, like everything was brand new, like learning how to navigate these different spaces and get the kids on board. And like, I started like at first, like maybe I can do this. Like, you know, I had a person, I have a personal um, Instagram and I follow teachers on there that had different podcasts, mm -hmm. but they were only, really connecting to what I was going through in terms of like, you know, with online learning being, I'm, I'm first generation American. So like when I was diving into these podcasts, I was just like, I really didn't see that put out there. So I was just like, you know what, I'll just make my own. And then it's been going pretty well ever since I got like a few yes, like yourself and like, it's just to meet vibe with other teachers from like different states and like, gain more knowledge on like how like they're navigating this entirely new learning experience. Mm -hmm. I think like everybody's learning a new thing every day. Like I learned like, like certain things that like about the kids that my kids teach me, like uh, how to, um, what's it called? Uh, how to extract like certain pages. Like if like a PDF <laughs> is locked, like I was like, wow, some of these kids are really up there in terms of tech savviness. Yeah. yeah it's kind of scary, right? If you're thinking about like yeah. academic honesty. <laughs> And I, I noticed too that there's a, I feel like most of those, like, and not to bash it, but a lot of the teacher podcasts and teacher Instagrams, it's all about the ideal, whatever, like, here's the perfect digital classroom and the, the beautiful looking Bitmoji classroom and the best lesson mm -hmm. to engage every student, no matter who they are, or what you teach or where you are. Uh, and I noticed for, for our episode it was more about the experience. Have you found that you're connecting with a lot of people that are willing to, to disclose those things like are you having these honest conversations or i feel like for a lot of people you kind of have to be a prude you know in the public mm -hmm. light as a teacher uh, are yeah. you are you able to like 
get deep and, and get into that kind of stuff? Are you able to uh, be open about you yourself as a teacher having a podcast? Do your students know all that stuff? My students don't know. My students know that like, I do post TikToks. They, they don't they don't follow me though but i do like make mock tiktoks so right. they know like i'm i'm part of that basis but like in terms of the podcast and connecting with like teachers like and having having honest conversations i think so far on like the guest episodes that has happened i know i talked with one teacher her name's uh, uh natalie on uh about like student engagement which i'm gonna release i want to say like a couple days and like she was very transparent with like her lessons haven't changed she's like hybrid mm -hmm. um and like the only thing that's changed she said is like following cdc protocols sure. and like but her lessons haven't changed she said only the kind of methods of making it safe uh safe for every kid has sure. changed and like i was just like i was like thankfully like that's like how i feel like my lessons haven't really changed that much and like i feel like a lot of teachers you know like oh like like you, you have to like build this kind of grand scheme of like of like all right like i gotta get the lesson like really engaged and like like sometimes that falls i want to say like 99 percent of the time that falls flat like you spend sure. all the all this time like you know because like you know the teacher work day a lot of people think it's like over when school ends it's absolutely not true that's like a myth um and you spend all your time conjuring up this lesson and then when you go on google classroom it says turned in two at and then uh assigned 18 and like you know that you spent all your time working on this lesson and like it just doesn't work so like i tried not to like hype myself up in terms of like you know i, I have to create the most innovative thing like i'm like tesla like to kind of like get these kids engaged. No, I, I take it to the basics. And then, you know, for me, less is more. Like, so we'll do an article here. It's assigned to you. You can, all you have to do is like four multiple choice questions and a short response, that's it. And like, I keep it to a bare, I wanna say minimum. But in terms of like overall honest, like dialogue, I think there needs to be more of that, especially from, you know, I see like administrators like like right now I see like on my page there are a few there are pretty good administrate administrators that I follow are talking about the mental health of teachers mm -hmm. and I think that's very much needed like it, a lot of it is being like talked about more so on the students but like a lot of people I feel like are forgetting about the teachers like this is a taxing job sure. with you know to be honest like little benefits in terms of like pay scale there hasn't been a pay raise in over 20 years for like nationally for teachers i believe but like you know you get paid and like you know seeing your students do well and like become successful people but at the end of the day like i'm not looking to <laughs> just be transparent build like the most like elaborate lessons that like are good engagements i'm going for all right this is what we learned here's how i'm going to assess you on it or like here's how we're going to practice it and then let's move on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah, like get it, get it going. Let's be efficient here. Let's really focus on the the bare essentials. And if, if you're so you're in your fifth year now, and, and this is I'm assuming the first year you're doing this like this whole remote learning version of it. But I mean, how is it going? Like you you started a podcast probably at like one of the the most common times. Probably I, I bet a lot of people are. But you're also most people when they start a podcast, it's because they're working from home and they don't have to do anything outside of the nine to five. 
You, however, as a teacher, you've got a whole lot more to do. So how's, how is that going? Balancing, you know, you're doing this podcast online, you're talking to a, a room or to somebody through a computer, uh, and then during the day, and then even after hours, you're planning and prepping, and it, it's a lot to balance. So how, how's that been going? It's been going, um, I want to say, okay. Like, I was rocky for, for I want to say, like, once I started getting my first guest, because, like, I was ending uh, my second uh, semester of, like, grad school in terms of, like, my, I'm in my last year, but this is, like, uh, my last semester right now so it's definitely a balance i can't even imagine like i did grad school and then i got into teaching i can't imagine doing grad school and teaching and and a podcast at the same time wow it's it's a lot it's like arduous like sometimes i'm being <laughs> just be transparent i don't accomplish everything like i try to write everything on my um agenda and like sometimes you just need to, a mental break and like tell yourself that um it's okay not to accomplish everything mm -hmm. i mean obviously like I make for me, I make a to-do list and then it feels very, I want to say euphoric when you like, just like put a strike through on like, Google, yeah. On, like yeah. Do you ever do so, it with stuff that's like old too? Like you already did it, but you're like, I'm going to put it on my to-do list just so I can cross it off. I do that all the time. Yeah, I do that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll double up. So like for me, it's just like, uh, and I spoke about this on an, another podcast, but for me, I was just like, I don't get to everything. I'm be honest. Mm -hmm. Like, I think like us, we got to be a sane and like honest, like be honest with something. Some teachers be like, oh yeah, I do everything. Like, like I have like very, uh, like methodical kind of like timelines. And I'm just like, that doesn't happen for me. Cause like, I feel like there's just way too much stuff going on right now. Just make a to-do list. And like you said, the bare essentials kind of rank it what I need to do. Like, for example, if I just had a podcast with a guest, I'll immediately jump on that and make some edits and then I'll put it on the back burner for a little bit and then like I'll solidify it Sunday night. Mm -hmm. And then in terms of planning, like I'm I'm really great that I work with like um a coworker that we're always on the same page and like we just crank stuff out mm -hmm. on Mondays. Sometimes we're working until like eight or nine. So I use like that day, Monday or Tuesday, just to get the most things done during sure. that time period and like it's it's just seamless when you it's seamless when you um are working like with a good team that like all right i think this lesson will get students what do you think about this how can we tailor it to our students and then just kind of pushing those ideas and then creating like those lessons those slides those docs and like for us i'm grateful too that like it's just managing like we know it works like based sure. on last year so that's what's made planning easier for the podcast definitely um for anyone that wants to start one it's just like i would say make like a template of like what you want your episode to look like where you have like intro music outro music mm -hmm. and then you know make it kind of seamless and then just record make a little edits and then just flush it out um because like for me i think the most honest conversations on a podcast are the ones that are fluid in terms of like whether it's talking to an administrator educator um an educator from another country even like just like having fluid honest conversations reflecting upon that sure so that's that's what makes it easy for me to kind of juggle everything and then grad school it's just like some days it's rough like some days i feel like my kids to be honest 
Like I don't have the camera on. They just, <laughs> they see my my black screen because it's 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 rough because like you know you're working and like a lot of people don't realize how taxing teaching is, especially now online when you're talking to nobody. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it feels, and then you just move on to um, you know school. Like I just had a rough day. Like nobody was engaged. I don't want to be here right now. And you become self-conscious that sometimes I think a lot of teachers do. Sure. That happens to a lot of teachers. They become self-conscious, especially with remote. Like, was my lesson really engaged? Is something wrong with me? And you have like really like uh, kind of like a crisis like on your hands where you're just like overthinking it. But mm-hmm. I try my best to, you know, manage everything. I said with grad school is just like, I, tr- I do try to talk because I feel bad for the professor because like you've been on that side of it yeah yeah exactly so you you don't want i absolutely do not want anybody to feel that way because (laughs) now were you always like that though or is it did it take you being like were you like that as a student before you were a teacher like a elementary kindergarten or uh going we're going backwards on accident middle school high school student was that how you were too or is that a new thing no that was a new thing like uh for me i was very introverted Okay. Um, as as a as a student, like I always did the work though, because for <laughs> me, like like being uh, raised by a single mom in a Hispanic household, I did not want to like get la chancla or kneel on rice, because like that's not fun. <laughs> that's not like kneeling on rice is not fun. Like for an hour, it's like the most. That's like the most messed up way you can punish a kid. I feel like oh, just kneel on some that's, uncooked rice. Yeah, that's a new one. I haven't heard that. That's interesting. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> yeah. So like, I never wanted to do that. So like, I always follow suit. But like, definitely when I became a teacher, uh, I want to say during student teaching. Like, I would say more so uh, during my like first or second year, maybe midway my first year of like being in the educational field. Like, definitely made me more. I want to say vocal. Okay. And like. Sometimes, like, I'm still, like, kind of, like, the kids know that I'm uh, a bit reserved, but, like, mm-hmm. like sometimes, like, you know, that's only because, like, it depends on what the lesson is. Like, sure. if I'm, if they know the, like, I'll be honest with them, if they know the lesson's boring, you know, like, if I know <laughs> the lesson's boring, like, they'll get my feeling, like, this is boring, like, I don't want right, to do this. Right. Well, and they probably know, too, like, if you're more reserved, I'm sure, like, you have to be a big personality sometimes when you're teaching, but if they yeah. were to see you in a meeting or at a professional development too, you might say one or two words. That, that's at least how I am. I, I know. And they, yeah. do they know that you have a, that you're more introverted or did, would they be surprised by that? Cause I, I feel like when I tell students like, oh, I, I got a sub tomorrow guys, I got a PD uh, and they know what that is at this point. Cause I'm probably, I've probably complained jokingly to them about it. Uh, but they were like, you probably Same. talk the whole time. And I was like, no, I'm actually silent 99% of the time. They're like, what? <laughs> I tell them I'm silent because I want to leave. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and they're like, we know the strategy. This is what we got to use now. Because, like, I feel like, honestly, like, um, I know we were talking about reflecting on, like, um, mandates. Because I feel like, honestly, certain PDs that we do are not conducive to, like, what we need right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was doing the freaking teaching cycle. Who doesn't know the teaching cycle? That's like one of the things we learned in like undergrad and grad school, like already, like, right. you know, when you're in your methods classes, but like, they, like, I feel like sometimes it's just fabricated just to show, all right, yeah. this is what I, as an administrator did with my staff. And this is how, what kind of knowledge they got during this professional development, which in all honesty, the best schools that I've seen, um, 
like have PDs are talking about issues that are revolving in their school, like immediate issues, or giving their teachers the flexibility to plan. I feel like I'm I'm very picky about it, and I like that I like that planning time too. But for if it's like we had a PD one time, and it was all about reading strategies, and I was like, oh great, we got some pedagogical stuff, but it wasn't someone that had ever taught. And one of the suggestions that she came up with, she thought she was being so innovative. She was like, they could do a summary with only emojis on their phone. And we're like, what? And then you can do an activity where you got to figure out what it means. Like, There's only 30 emojis. What are we supposed to do? So you can imagine what we were doing on our phones, not paying attention to mock this this shitty idea. But, but that's yeah, what they came up true. with. But I feel like I'm really picky about it because it, it does feel like, like who, who picked this? Who assigned this? Why are we sitting here for 45 minutes talking about this? Uh, and then we've got, especially if it's a whole day. And if you have an icebreaker, I'm out, man. I, I'm going to go to the restroom. I can't do it. I'm not doing an icebreaker. I'm an adult. This is, I've got my, my, my degrees. I'm, I'm good to go. I don't need any more, any more icebreakers. Uh, when, when you're planning though, uh, so you said that when you were a student, you were one that you always did your work. You were a little uh, quiet though. That's essentially like group work, but like in a professional mm -hmm. setting. Uh, is it a relatively balanced, you know, between you and, and your teaching partner? Is it, it balanced? Is it uh, maybe like you split it up, like you take these three, I'll take these three? Or, or how does that usually work for you guys? It's I want to say it's balanced. Um, like I said before, we usually, it's just like, I'm a hermit when it comes to <laughs> even like uh, being in school. It's just me and my coworker. We don't just like, we have built such a great relationship that her and I, we don't really vibe with anybody else, especially like sure. in our team, because like they're all older, and we you know okay. her and I are, are in our twenties, but they're how many, all in like how many years together uh, as teaching partners? Uh, three, three or four. Okay, yeah, so, substantial. So, yeah, so we definitely like built a good rapport. She even helped me like uh, to the point where like when I was choosing grad schools, when I was a uh, still a, a sub at this school. Um, and then they pushed me, they pushed us together because they saw like once I like, I covered for the, I want to say special ed teacher and they saw that we work great. And then they just pushed me in there. And then like we've been together ever since I've been onboarded. Mm -hmm. um, and then basically what happened was um, we just vibed well. And like, you know, during the time when I was just like, all right, I really need to get a master's. So I was two years out. Mm -hmm. And like, I was just like, do you have any, any uh, perceptions about this school? And she was like, yeah, I went there. I actually know the program director. And then when it came down to it, I didn't wind up choosing that school, but that, that shows like the relationship that like we have, like that we're going, willing to go above and beyond like and do like sure. you know, stuff that like is outside of school. But definitely it does to balance. Like I'll take stuff on like what's on our plate and I'll be like, all right, this is what we could do. This is how we could switch this up. And then same thing, she'll like take the baton and then like be like, all right, I, I think we should change this up because like I know students are struggling with this. I was like, mm -hmm. I agree. I saw that too. So it's like a definitely a working relationship yeah. as opposed to other relationships, like kind of like before I uh, went to the school, like it's just like you don't want to be in an environment where there's toxicity mm -hmm. in terms of like, you know, your coworkers because like for teachers, like your school is like your second home, basically, or your computer right now. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, <laughs> that's very true. For yeah. that, for that, then, and, and it's good that you don't have the the toxicity. But if it's if it's this even balance of you know she's leading on some stuff, and then you've got the baton on other stuff, where's like the weirdest idea 
spaces. Like, where do you get your weirdest ideas? For me, I feel like I'm, it's, it's like at the end of the day, I took some pre-workout, I'm at the gym, I'm minding my own business, and I'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. I could do a, a detective lesson on, on this thing. Like, it's always the weirdest spot, like in the shower, brushing your teeth, uh, cooking dinner, wh- whatever it is. Where are some of the weird spots that you get some of your ideas to bring to the, the planning table? Probably the bathroom, to be honest. Like, I'll be like doing my business and like, yeah. it's like, like, oh, like we can do this. And like, for example, like we're doing the, the outsiders right now and um, as like a novel study and it's, it's been all right. Um, like, I just kind of want to get it over with at this point because like <laughs> now it's just like the kids like saw the movie already. So I'm just sure. like, come on, guys, we were supposed yeah. to watch the movie together. Right. But, right, right. you know, I can't control that. So that works out, though, by the way, because that's probably where most of them are reading The Outsider is also when they're doing their business. So you're, you're in the right headspace when you're planning that. So so basically it's like just went to the bathroom. I forgot what I think it was maybe brush my teeth or forgot. And then um, like I was just like thinking to myself, what can we do um, for the next this upcoming week we're supposed to have three days and then monday tuesday we're supposed to be testing days like for my school pushing testing i don't know why but we're supposed to get those two days next because like it was going to be just an overall testing day so i thought on friday just to kind of finish off the week so we're not breaking any kind of lessons because like i want to start a new unit the in two weeks so i just like they can do a bio project like you know, just assign like a character, like pick one character that we've read thus far. Tell me about like their traits, you know, their looks, um, their characteristics. Mm-hmm. And that was like a really good idea. So we ran with it. So it was in the bathroom. That's like my weirdest place. To, like get all of that. Yeah. It turned from like a five to 10 minute thing to like a 15, 20 minute thing. Do you keep like a, a notepad by, by your bed in case you have a night where you can't fall asleep or you wake up and then you can, you jot something down? Yeah, so I keep it actually you can't see it, uh, but unless like you're listening to us, but in the video, yeah. I keep this uh, journal it actually matches my phone cover. Nice. Um, and like <laughs> I keep all my notes in there in terms of like what I ideas I have, or if I like have to go back, like I'll just mark it down, and then I'm like, all right, I need to like figure out what we're gonna do for this test. Mm-hmm. And usually, in terms of like. The ideas too it's like when caffeine is running in my system like like i'll go to duncan you know my mask on or i'll go to starbucks or drive to starbucks go to drive through and then like that's where my ideas um i want to say come to life especially like i just sit down take some sips of like my irish cream cold brew and then <laughs> just keep cranking that those uh those lessons out or those activities yeah, yeah. No Baileys in that in that either. Just this is just regular cold brew, no, everybody. Yeah, just regular cold brew. <laughs> so I think that's actually when we talk about ideas that we we come up with, and I'm sure you probably have a similar similar process for for your podcast. But there there is one that that we have a, a segment we've been doing that I think I came up with it maybe six months ago or so. But we like to call it our our comment hero of the week. So we're gonna we're gonna jump into that, and then I'll, I'll let you know what what's going on there. Welcome to the comment hero of the week. When someone's being an ass in the comment section, but they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. What's going on is you failed fucking social studies. Or when you see someone call that person out, they are our comment hero of the week. Yeah! Even though some heroes do call out those idiots, remember, don't call out a comment hero in the comment section. You can't fix them, and you can't fix stupid. 
All right, so Alex, our, our comment here, we, we do this every week, and sometimes there's more than one, but basically, as the intro music will, will point out, it's anytime someone's being an asshole in the comment section, or sometimes it's the person that is being an, a genuine hero and calling out that person that's being an asshole. So our comment hero this week, <clears throat> and we usually just, you know, we talk shit about it, because, you know, why not? And we, as always, we never give the full name, we're just going to give a partial name, because we don't want people to actually go out and, you know... Our, our, our advice is don't actually engage with this. It's not worth your time. You can't fix them. Mm-hmm. Um, but our comment hero currently right now, and as we're recording this on a Saturday at about 1230, uh, the Chicago Teachers Union is actually doing a car caravan to, to protest mm-hmm. the, the reopening. And so this is an article from ABC7 Chicago saying CPS and CTU negotiations continue with sticking points holding up deal to avoid possible strike, students learning in person. Basically, the issue is that the district and union is, is very, very far apart. So our comment hero is Paul T. And Paul decided to write, I don't ever want to hear the teachers union or teachers say, we do it for the children. They do things for themselves. Pritzker, Emanuel, and Lightfoot have allowed obscene contracts to be passed to keep Democratic campaigns funds flowing. People of Chicago are getting screwed financially. The children are being screwed by these horrible people who should not be teaching or nurturing them. <laughs> so in other words, us fighting for the safety of students and staff, we're just doing it for ourselves. We're just yeah. a bunch of greedy assholes. So Paul T, I, what do you I, think? I, just, I think that's a completely uh, bullshit comment. Um, I, I've heard that like multiple times. Like there's probably a bunch of Paul T's out there. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, yeah, 100. Like, 100%. Um, but, like, I just think, like, you know, where's the basic decency of human beings? Like, we, I think, like, a teacher or a person joins the teaching profe- profession for, like, the love of kids. Nobody goes into the freaking teaching profession. Oh, I want to be a teacher because they make so much money. It's, like, not <laughs> true. Like, like, I think we've lost the common decency as, like, humans in terms of, like, we're in the middle of pandemic, man. Like we're trying to do the best that we can. And like, we don't want to die. That's what it comes down to. Right. We don't want our kids to die. We don't want to die. Can we just be okay with saying that and not being look like, look like an asshole? Like I went to a building because I thought we were going remote. I could have died in that building because it's, the roof is collapsing and like <laughs> pandemic like, aside yeah <laughs> like like not only did i have to go out and get tested and like you know properly encounter covid but also i went into a building just casually it was collapsing and then never had to fix it so like i think that's a completely um i want to say arbitrary comment like i guess this guy has never been in the classroom i'm assuming and it's just like putting all the blame on teachers just because like he probably doesn't want his kids home mm-hmm. um, if he has kids. And it's um, funny you should mention that. So every so often I'll look, I'll look them up or I'll click on their thing and I'll get a little bit of info about them. And Paul mm-hmm. T doesn't have much listed. This is not an alias like most of our comment heroes are. Uh, mm-hmm. There isn't much that he has posted that I can see. He's very, he's very tight-lipped on Facebook aside from his stupid comment. But he mm-hmm. is retired from the mm-hmm. educational ministry of a particular church in a particular state. So he knows what it's like. But mm-hmm. he's, I guess he's, he's high and mighty, literally and figuratively. Uh, must be a, a former 
admin for a, a religious school, but he mm-hmm. should know better. And he's making right. these comments. Right. I mean, basically, like, I just think it's, I've heard that comment so many times. And like, even from parents, like, uh, like I had a, a few polities in my school where they took out their kid because we weren't going back. And like, she was curse- cussing us out. And like, this was on a Google meet and like, she was just called her in. You know, like we noticed that your child has been absent, like what's going on. And then she's like, y'all ain't doing your job. Like my kids should be in school. Like, what am I paying you for? And I was like, actually <laughs> you, you don't pay us. Right. Uh, but like, this is why you're not, we're not in schools because the roof is clapping, there's scaffolding and like, it's still not safe. Like, you know, my area of New York City was still having like the highest or the air, the school area was still having the highest rates of COVID. So like they, sh- our governor shut like down our area. So we were kind of like quarantining, which I was like, that makes sense. Cause like the, it was skyrocketing at, at some point. Yeah. But, but again, like, I don't know where common sense is lost in translation where why would you, it sounds so funny when you break it down. Like there's a global pandemic. (laughs) People have died in record numbers. Plus like you can't, so kids asymptomatically are more likely to carry the disease or COVID. You don't know. So why would you combine those two things in one central location so you can have more death. Like that doesn't make sense to me. <sighs> I wish I could under, like, and the people that say, well, well, it doesn't, there's no studies showing that that schools are a main thing. It's a group of people in a small space just, for a right. long period. It's like, it's not rocket science. Apparently it is yeah. to them, but no, it's yeah. just COVID science. People it's just general yeah. germ science. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a, crew- there's a, all I could say is there's a bunch of Paul T's out in the world and like i mean like then again you have like i think um what's her name aoc put it best when she was like clapping back at like uh, i guess like a republican um politician where like she said you just tried to murder me last week and that's what i, I feel that, like a yeah. lot of polities are trying ted to cruz do. right she was calling yeah. out ted cruz yeah so i think that's the basic sentiment of like teachers like you're trying to like kill me. Like I'm not, I do not feel comfortable. Like why can't I not feel comfortable in this setting and then like still do my job at home? Although like I get it, it's hard. Like I, I would rather a hundred percent be in the school, but it's not physically possible right now, given the circumstances. I wonder too, if it, it's, it's almost at a certain point where like there have to be people that don't believe in it. Like we have some of our like, mm-hmm. There are some coaches for some sports, I won't say, because I am also a sports coach for a few sports. I don't want to do anything that'll, uh, but there are some people that they just don't believe it's a thing. They're like, man, all this bullshit needs to be over soon. Like, come on, this isn't real. I wonder, I'm going to probably, I'm going to make a poll on Instagram and just see teachers that follow me, or maybe I'll put a hashtag so other people just, do you believe in it? Do you think this is a thing? Because I've been trying to ask, like, I DM'd celebrities and I knew I wouldn't get a response, but I'm just going to, I'm going to keep trying. Maybe one will hit me back. (laughs) But I'm gonna try that on uh, once we, once we're done with this one. But so so you're you're in New York. This is your mm-hmm. your fifth year teaching. Uh, you handled your first comment hero beautifully, by the way. 
Uh, but the the typical burnout rate, they say, for a teacher is between one and five years. And you're at the tail end. I've got one more to go until I'm out of that little zone there uh, with the podcast, with remote learning, with uh, your general just growth as a teacher. How do you feel about like, have you, are you beating the, the five year thing? Is the podcast going to help? Is it, is it hurting it? Like, how do we feel? You're going to grad I school, think, too. So that's another factor. Yeah, I think the podcast has definitely helped in terms of just connecting with other teachers and even like administrators just to gain more knowledge in terms of like how the school system works in other states because like i feel like geographically like we're so zoned to like you know our area and like we don't see like what's going on in other states so how can we improve like this or that or even other schools you know like like oh what are you doing in your school that's working for remote learning so I think that in that aspect, the podcast has definitely helped. And just being able to vent, I think, really prevents that five-year burnout rate where you're just venting to other teachers. Yeah, we need it, right? Like, yeah, definitely like, like, oh, man, I had this kid like do this today. Has that ever happened to you? Oh, 100%. Like, that's happened to me like before. Like, for example, like I... I want to say one of the first guest podcast episodes that I was on, I like immediately vented her because like I, the the episode just finished. I want to say like two days ago, and I was like, "Has this happened to you?" She was just like, "Yeah, same." And it was about like kids not turning in their work, and I was just like, "I definitely needed that." Like, uh, she even posted a quote was like, "It's just, it's not only you that mm-hmm. like if you see this number," and it was like a Google Classroom number where it says, uh two turned in and it was like 27 yeah. assigned it was like some some very uh kind of like laborious number where it was just like damn did i do the right thing was my lesson like off or and it's, right. it's not it's not true it's like you're doing the best thing that you can and like that's all you gotta be uh, proud of because like you can't beat yourself up as much as like i feel like society has like beat us like the educational field up now. I mean, at the beginning, it was more so like that trend. Oh, teachers get should get paid like a hundred k, and like all this other stuff. We're on our and side then. then. The, <laughs> and then and then it comes September, and like yo, know, these teachers don't want to go to work. I was just like, no, we don't want to die. But just juggling everything is like um, definitely it's been hard. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna not sugarcoat it. Like ha- managing a podcast. Um, being in my fifth year of teaching, it's definitely not um, for the week, I want to say, like in terms of like, you got to be mentally, like it's mentally draining this year and this past year where mm-hmm. you just feel like, all right, I've done all that I can. I'm not seeing the benefits. Um, I don't see kind of a light at the end of the tunnel. Damn. But I'm honestly like, there are moments where, you know, kids stay after class and then they were like, I respect you guys. You guys are like serious but fun and like that those are the comments that really uplift me so yeah. like if you ever get one of those comments like use that as i kind of want to say memory bank yeah and like so yeah. like, that's your reason why you're doing it but sustains you for that, weeks like, at a time probably it could keep you up there oh yeah definitely that comment has sustained me till now um because like the student in particular i i got i feel for it. like like i even gave a spiel like to the rest of the class like she, she's brand new to the school like brand brand new like she came in um when school started we started late 
and she's been killing it. And like for her to say that, and like I only know what she looks like from like one like period of time where she turned on the camera. But you know, she she does the work, and like that's those are kids that you 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 keep you in your spirits. Yeah. And in terms of like just grad school and everything else, like again, like making some sort of like concrete like visual checklist or to do list, like that keeps me on my toes, but. Sometimes to be honest, like I don't do everything and like I just like put everything because because again, this job is already strenuous. Mm-hmm. Being online and like just looking at a computer screen. There's one point where I was just like uh like my I had a huge migraine for two days and I didn't look at the computer until like the next morning when I had to teach. Yeah. So just juggling everything, it's it's hard, but it's not impossible. Like, do what you can, and then don't feel bad if you don't get everything done. And then, you know, just for the burnout rate, you know, going into my fifth year, it's it's fun. Like, I got to say, teaching is fun for me. Like, being in middle school, I would do high school too, but being in middle school, it's just like, you, you can, these kids are, like, still malleable where you can, like, right, go onto the right. carpet and, like, sit down, crisscross applesauce, <laughs> and then just read a book and that, that or read a book to them or just like even for like high school kids when I was, when I taught student taught high school it was fun like we did the crucible we did um the odyssey and then we talked about like you know hero archetypes and that was fun so like i want to say connecting things that you you love and that you know your students would love to the content that's what definitely keeps me going yeah absolutely just like seeing all the trends that like the kids are doing, you know, trolling them <laughs> like on, on like Google classroom by making like TikToks, like when nobody like, uh, feels like that you're paying attention to them. And then like played like, uh, what was it? Johnny cash, um, hurt. And then like, like the kids were just like laughing, but like, <laughs> honestly, I think that draws like attention to what you're doing. Yeah, just a vehicle for it, and then it keeps you fresh. Right, yeah, exactly. And it keeps me pushing and kind of wanting to be better. But, again, that's for, like, the teacher burnout rate, like, is definitely real. Like, if you're in a circumstance that, like, you know, that's not letting you to to foster, then, like, for me, that happened my first two years, and then I thought, like, I was like, I'm going to be out. Like, the school <laughs> was not not it for me. But then I found a school setting that was more, so filling for me but um you know that if you don't feel comfortable at the school you're at don't hold yourself to that school right. like there are definitely other schools out there that can play into your teaching ability and to like how you want to foster relationships within your classroom and even foster literacy in your classroom that's that's what i would say like mm. if you're experiencing because like it's definitely at times like the teachers that i know that I'm, gone out it's the situation that you're in that's why those kids especially too those are if you have those moments and you're maybe you're on the cusp and those can be the difference makers is you give them an opportunity to <clears throat> to jump in or something that's fun and engaging for them and it, it uh it keeps you going you going personally but definitely i mean in terms of uh your podcast itself i mean i'm hoping hoping things go well and continue to, to trend upward and all that stuff uh mm-hmm. i appreciate you you jumping on and you know, offering, offering some insight. It's nice to get somebody else on and, you know, hear what they're, what they're thinking. But for your podcast itself, first year teacher lens, 
Uh, where can they check you out? You can check me out on Anchor, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts. I actually have a link on my on my IG handle. It's first the number mm-hmm. uh, one, and then first Gen Teacher Lens, all in one name. So check me out there. Check out the link on the bio. I'm on Spotify too, and then. I'm just looking forward just to connect with people out there and then other podcasters, teachers. And yeah, it's been fun. It's been so much fun. Like just like hearing other teachers experiences and like (laughs) knowing that I'm not alone when (laughs) kids don't turn in their stuff. Absolutely. It's the best parts, the the connections that we make. Well, thanks again, Alex. I I appreciate you. Uh, Everybody listening in, be sure to check it out. Uh, I was on his podcast. Uh, I'm not sure when that episode will come out, but check out First Year Teacher Lens. Uh, For those Patreon members, thank you guys for your support. Uh, Everybody else, if you want that podcast merch, that bonus content, those bonus episodes specifically, behind the scenes stuff, all that good stuff, even voting power on the podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash classroombrew. So again, thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks for being on. And until next week, class dismissed.